0: Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli.
1: We say we are Christians. Let's live as Christians indeed, confronting the evil in our, in our society, separating ourselves unto God, maintaining those things that allow the call of God to stay upon our lives. And above all, let us get this work done. The work that has been committed to us, let's get this work done. That's my charge to you. The fundamentals of keeping the call upon your life. Just go on, please.
0: But his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath. Ah, And behold,
1: they came to where?
0: The vineyards of Timnath.
1: Who went to the vineyards of Timnath? The person who is not supposed to... Because you will find repeatedly... In every occasion that this man is going back and forth, he passes through the vineyard. It's not only one time that he did. Check your Bibles. Kilo What? Why? Are there no other routes, Or were there no other routes? I'm serious. It's not a joke. And this is the practicality of maintaining your call And the conditions under the basis of which the the hand and the spirit of God will continue to be upon you. For many of the things that God did with the life of this man, God was merely overruling his ways. God was overruling the ways of this man called Samson. So the very first element that says they will not touch wine, fruit of the grapes, and so on and so forth... This man broke number one. How many of us are constantly breaking the vows that God that we made to God? Look at yourselves, my brethren. Look at your heart. The commitments that we made to God, particularly those of us who say we have a call of God upon our lives. What will it take? To maintain that call, and then it goes further. When they four one night him on the way to the vineyard, maybe please, please read it. Yes, that's where you are. Good. And, and behold, behold, the, young,
0: the lion. young lion roared against him. Yes. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid, and he had nothing in his hand. Well, he told not his father or his mother what he had done. Ah,
1: Why didn't he tell his father and his mother? Why didn't he tell his father and his mother? He knew that the parents would chastise him for taking honey out of a car. Number two, don't touch a dead body. You not only touch a dead body, you took from it. Vow breakers. Truth breakers. And all for all of that. Because the call of God was upon his life. And the Lord God Almighty was intent on bringing deliverance to his people. I'm trying to cut this short. So, he broke number one. He broke number two. And then, the beginning of chapter 16 again. What was the operative word that you find in that first verse of chapter 16?
0: Judges 16. Then went Samson to Gaza.
1: And did what again?
0: And saw there and heard. And saw.
1: Just look at each of the chapters. The key thing that you saw... When he, the, first wo, the first woman had said, he said, he did what? He saw. The second time again, he saw. The third time again, Nahi long get I. And this is what I'm saying about the nature, what it does to your environment, what the environment does when your nature when it conspires with your nature. He saw. He saw. He saw. He had no business passing through the vineyards. There must have been other routes. It's seen enough That's by the chastisement of parents to say don't do, don't do, don't do. Each time that he did he saw and once he saw the door was open to his heart and his lust and his body was saying take, 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 take. what I found distressing was that this is Afalabi's view now the man was playing kalu kalu with the anointing upon his head because each time somebody came to him the first time the, uh, the second woman said, If you put uh, And the guy said, You are just. Why? You know what it is that God has said you should not do. Why are you putting it in a stake in an unholy relationship? Eventually, the pressure was too much. Atmospheric pressure got him and he cracked. And then the remaining of the vows that retained the presence of God upon his life, he said to the woman, what should you do when you shave the locks upon my head? And what struck me in all of that? That he did not know that the Spirit of God had left him. He did not know that the Spirit of God had left him. Ah, for someone that has a call upon his or her life. He did not know that the Spirit had left him. No wine. What was he doing in the vineyards passing through repeatedly? No dead body, yet he took conical from a dead lion, but hid the fat from his parents. Finally, he broke the last by cutting his hair. Brethren who claim to have a calling, are you pursuing your call mindful of keeping the conditions of your calling? Samson lost all sensitivity. To the spirit of God, what about you? What about me? Contenders for this faith, contenders for these times in which we are. But you needed to see the, the larger picture because something was prevalent in all the land of Israel through time, ta- throughout the times of those judges. Can you? Just give me those three scriptures quickly so that you can see the overriding effect of the environment. Judges chapter 2, 11 through 19, if you can read it from the message.
0: The people of Israel did evil in God's sight. They served Baal gods. They deserted God, the God of their parents, who had led them out of Egypt. They took up with other gods, gods of the peoples around them. They actually worshipped them. And oh, how they angered God, as they worshipped God Baal and Goddess Asterel. God's anger was hot against Israel. He handed them off to plunderers who stripped them. He sold them cheap to enemies on all sides. They were helpless before their enemies. Every time they walked out the door, God was with them, but for evil, just as God had said, just as he had sworn he would do. They were in a bad way. But then God raised up judges who saved them from their plunderers. But well, they wouldn't listen to their judges. They prostituted themselves to other gods, worshipping them. They lost no time, leaving the road walked by their parents, the road of obedience to God's command. They refused to have anything to do with it. When God was setting up judges for them, he would be right there with the judge. He would save them from their enemies' oppression as long as the judge was alive. But God was moved to compassion when he heard their groaning because of those who afflicted and beat them. But when the judge died, the people went right back to their old ways.
1: Wherever the judge died,
0: people went right back to business their old as ways. usual.
1: Business as usual. So that's the environment in which this man was growing. In verse 17 of Judges' chapters. Verse 6 of Judges 17 and verse 25 of Judges 20, 20, 20, 21.
0: Judges 17, 6. In those days, there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was every right in his own eyes. Every man
1: did what was what? Right in his own eyes. So it's not strange that in the days of Samson, this was still going on. You'll find it repeated in Judges 21. Everyone was a law to himself, everyone did what was right in his own eyes, and we are almost there in our own society today. My question to you, my brethren, as people who claim to have a calling of God upon their lives, with the examples of the two people that I showed you, because He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the coming of the sons of man. The nature of those two men, Lot and Noah, was so crucial in determining their end. What's your nature? Is it innate to the environment? Have you separated yourself from the environment in the manner that the calling of God upon your life can stand and the power of his spirit can continue to operate in your life? Hear what Josephus had to say about, about Samson. Because I know there are questions in your heart. Many people have seen Samson as a hero. Even this man, Josephus uh, uh, Josephus spared him a thought. Now Samson, when Samson had slain many of the Philistines in the plain of his country, he dwelt at Etam, which is a strong rock of the tribe of Judah. But the Philistines at that time made an expedition against the tribe, But the people of Judah said that they did not act justly with them in inflicting punishments upon them while they paid their tribute. And this only on account of Samson's offenses. They answered that in case they would not be blamed themselves, they must deliver up Samson. This was when the Philistines went to get Samson from Judah. So they being desirous not to be blamed themselves came to the rock with 3,000 armed men and complained to something of the bold insults he had made against the Philistines, who were men able to bring calamity upon the whole nation of the Hebrews. And they told him they were come to take him to deliver him unto the Philistines. Now, they did deliver him, and this man took the jawbone, and that's where I really want to go. His comments when he, was, when he, was, when he got the jawbone, you will see the way he said it. I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. Was it him who did it? Upon the slaughter, Samson was too proud of what he had performed and said that this did not come to pass by the assistance of God but that his success was to be ascribed to his own courage and vaunted himself, that it was out of the dread of him that some of his enemies fell, and the rest ran away upon his use of the jawbone. Self-will, self-centeredness. There's no person with a self-will that vaunts himself that will be acceptable in the presence of God. But when a great thirst came upon him, he considered that human courage is nothing and bear his testimony that all is to be ascribed to God and besought him that he would not be angry. And I made that That's my observation. For the 20 years that this man was ruler in Israel, only on two times, two occasions, did we see him explicitly praying to God who gave that call upon his life? Only on two occasions, in 20 solid years, do we have a record that this man sought to the God who called him, sought to the God by whose spirit he was able to do all the things he was doing, sought to give honor to him. People, uh, that's why I said, uh, for all the 19 of them, sorry, all the several of them that were were judges that God raised up, They tended to be charismatic. Charismatics with no character that have no regard for the God who called them. I'm challenging myself, I'm challenging every one of you listening to me that is called by that name Christian. What has the environment done to you? Only you can answer that. And if that environment has done something to you, it's time that you sought the Lord and began to ask him, I need to be free, that I may serve you acceptably. The first occasion that this man prayed was here. When God then struck him with thirst, his strength could not not quench his thirst. But because God was determined, because purpose was still superior to his ways, God caused the rock around him to open up. He found water and he drank. The second occasion that you saw this man explicitly praying... was again in that Judges chapter 16... when his hair now began to grow. But do you know what? That aspect of his carnal nature... that opened him up... to the breaking of all the laws... and all the things that God gave him as conditions... What happened to him? Was plugged out, and for a season, for a season, I chose not to read all of that. But if you go read at your scriptures, what did the Philistines do after they had got him and they pulled out his eyes? They were praising Ekron, their God. Acron huh? their God had delivered their enemy into their hands. And that's what we do. We give occasion to Satan, to to, to glory, when we fail to honor the obligations of God in our lives. Think about these things, my brethren. And let's focus on the work that God has given us to do to close this age. This man... Who broke every vow, everything that was needed to establish his calling. To make him fruitful in what God called him to do. And all God could do was overrule him. And in that last moment, God granted him his prayer that he should die with all of these people. I don't pray that that will be our end. He was kicked out of the call. He was what? He was kicked out of the call. So if everything we've done from Friday means anything to you, particularly as it relates to that Matthew twenty-four fourteen, where the work is clear, and you know that yes... All of us here, we say we are builders. To, we are. We are. We are. How do you say that vision statement again? To build uh, an army of to build an army of believers. We say we have that vision. Our individual lives, your life, my life, as one that has that call upon my head. That yes, this is what God says we should do. Our environment is not different from what they faced, if anything is worse. But that sensitivity, to be sure that your nature does not conspire with the environment, that responsibility is yours. I can't help you with it, other than this kind of occasions that we need to admonish ourselves. I needed to say this, because sometimes, like uh, the person who asked the question, uh, I can't remember the way he asked it. Uh, why are you bothering? If this person is not coming in a hundred years, why are you talking about? Uh, Pastor Andy, you, asked, you, asked, you, you took the question. There are many of us who are playing Kalo Kalo with time, particularly it's all this date setting thing, date setting thing. I think this is a now. It is a symptom of a people that are gambling, saying, "Well." I can gamble that wealth it's not going to be so I can have a little bit of more pleasure. I can do what I want to do in my life. I beg you, because that's not in anybody's power. That's not in anybody's power. Noah built that ark. All the studies that I have seen and done put the number of years. It took him to build that ark between 50 and 75 to finish building that ark. In those 50 to 75 years of building the ark, God there's no record in the scriptures that God went to speak to him again to tell him that the time was up until until when? Until the ark was finished. That's why I'm saying for all of us that have the call, get the job done. Let's get the job done. Focus on that which God has put in our hands to do. And do it with all our energy while maintaining every step, every instruction that God has given us that the call of God should rest upon our lives. It was seven days to the time that then God came to tell him in seven days, if the act was not ready, act that took 50 to 75 years to build, it has to be a miracle for him to finish it in seven days. It will have to be a miracle for him to finish it in seven days. And I can imagine, talk the engineer would tell us, before a building is finished, how many times do you go inside and come out just inspecting to be sure it's complete? They will go in, check this, check that, check this, check that, check this, check that. So they were going in and out, going in and out, going in and out. Until the time came, none of the animals could have been brought in before those seven days that God gave him. I'm just urging us, as I'm urged, as the Spirit of the Lord urged me. We say we are Christians. Let's live as Christians indeed. Confronting the evil in our our society. Separating ourselves unto God. Maintaining those things that allow the call of God to stay upon our lives. And above all, let us get this work done. The work that has been committed to us. Let's get this work done. That's my charge to you.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us again next time on another episode of Voice of Respiration. If you want further information on today's episode, please call 0803 3628 796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.